0: Jerry.
1: All right, welcome to Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and this is Heritage Radio Network at uh, Roberta's Pizza. Today's show is brought to you by Hearst Ranch. It's one of the nation's largest, it is the nation's largest single source supplier of free range, all natural, grass fed, and grass finished beef. Since since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands in the central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. Check out HearstRanch.com. So that's our lovely sponsor. And today's show is not about beef, however, it is about something equally i don't know rich and fulfilling i guess um i have (laughs) that was a little it's a bit of a stretch but we'll get into that um my guess is michael what's your last name again
0: carnton africorn
1: carnton apricorn yes is that good okay and he just launched a new company called skillshare.com um if you check out skillshare it, it it is actually just started in new york city but you're hoping to launch soon in san francisco and elsewhere and it's one of those things that could apply to any city correct Yeah, and any
0: city any community
1: so tell me a little bit about how it works and what it is
0: yes yeah, skillshare is a really easy simple concept it's a marketplace that allows people to learn anything from anyone so the idea is if you wanted to take a class on um how to make chinese dumplings from K- kathy Orway, you could take that class all the way up to how to train for a marathon how to program html5 for beginners so the idea is to turn almost any community into a university
1: so it's like the etsy for classes yes and uh i love the idea that anybody can be a teacher like there was something um really inspiring about that like everybody has unique skills and you know you could charge whatever you want and if people like that go for it it's all free and open
0: yeah, the the idea was, if you think about, I mean, there's a lot of stuff hap- happening in the press and mainstream America about, like, the education crisis that's happening. But if you really think about, you know, the, the positive things about college, if you think, you know, NYU and Harvard and Stanford are great universities because of the prestige they have and the students that attend and the professors and the alumni that are great. And we would argue that the city of New York is actually the world's best university. And there just isn't an online platform to facilitate the people in that community to learn and teach from each other. Um, And I think one of the biggest problems in our society is that people stop learning when they graduate from school, which I think is a very weird thing if you think about that colleges kind of turn into this institution where you go there, you have a great time for four years, and you get this degree, and you get a job. Um, But there's just something that just kind of got lost through that whole process. And I think if we could reintroduce learning as a lifelong pursuit, something that's fun and interesting um something allows you to like peak your curiosity and you know, explore new things like we think we can make the world a little bit better
1: yeah and like hone in on specific skills too instead of you know a broad education is great as a as a background but um a lot of people start uh you know want to change careers and uh, I, i'm thinking right now of uh you know big culinary schools yeah. which a lot of people go into and I, I don't know te- uh, is it better to do that or apprentice in a restaurant and not be in debt or I, a lot I, of people say yeah, I, I, think,
0: I, I don't th- yeah that's a been very touchy subject with Skillshare oh, really? I, I don't think not not like culinary schools or just colleges as, as general it's more of I think those 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 schools and institutions are great I mean people learn a lot from them but I, I just don't fundamentally believe. You it. have
1: something against school. I don't. I don't. I just <laughs> anti-establishment <don't>. here. <laughs> no,
0: I just don't think anything needs to be in the thousands of dollars. I think the the college debt has exceeded the co- credit card debt in our country. There's 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 just so many people that aren't getting jobs, and unemployment rate for recent college grads are increasing. So you just take those trends. And I just think that's just unfortunate and i think you could use the internet to get people learn from each other so
1: but don't i need a degree to get my job that i want no does that mean anything i I think you
0: always need a degree i think it's always good for signaling but i don't know i I, it would be it would be great for five years down the road if there's platforms like skillshare and other things that can kind of accredited credit people Mm -hmm. um, other than just a college degree so it'd it'd be awesome if you have like your linkedin and you have your you know, I, I fundamentally believe today that the new resume is not a resume. It's your, your presence online, especially Ooh. for the younger generation. So imagine you had your LinkedIn, your blog, your Twitter, your Skillshare, which kind of shows like all the classes you have taken. So all the, so all the crap taught. that
1: I read on Tumblr is part of my resume?
0: It could be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's very interesting. Uh, when people, I, a lot of employers now Google prospective employee, employees. And it's kind of like, yeah, you're seeing this whole background, which is in addition to all these bullet points, you know. That you, yeah. You know.
0: I think if you really look at the the bigger main, the bigger macro trends, I think the two institutions in their country that still need to be disrupted is education and healthcare. I mm-hmm. think you will see a huge trend in a lot of companies, a lot of people trying to do disruptive things within the in, in education industry. And we're just you know, playing one small part. Disrupting.
1: Which, that's an interesting word you mentioned.
0: Yeah, and, in, and also I think the, the one that's kind of been disrupted for the past couple of years is food. I think food has kind of paved the way. It's a humongous industry that just needs to be flipped upside down. I think education is coming up next, and I think after that is healthcare.
1: Wait, are you talking about food education? like? The no, just co- the entire oh. food
0: industry. If you look at right. things like with what you're doing, documentaries like Food Inc., all the books that are coming out. Um, you know all the all the Michael Pollan stuff you mm-hmm. writes about. I just think just educating people of like there's one way you thought that it was supposed to get done, but here's the reality of it, and here's what you guys can do to make you know impact some right change.
1: It's, it, it's all about. There used to be this kind of like you know closed doors behind how how industry the food industry worked, and now um, a lot of things. You know, her Ranch, uh, You know, a lot of people are now being a lot more transparent and that's a good marketing hook too. But with all these investigative journals finding out about, you know, like Michael Pollan about the the scary <laughs> the scarier sides of, of large big agriculture, then that's when people realize, yeah, the closed door thing is not gonna stay closed for a while. Yeah. People are gonna have to learn on their own.
0: Yeah. So I mean at the end of the day if you take those bigger trends and you just take a very simple thing we're doing is just allowing people in their communities to co-learn from each other. So, like, the magical things that happen in college or high school, when you, like, learn in a group setting around the same interesting things. Could, I mean, I just think you could just unlock that in the community. You like, know,
1: I went to college for creative writing, and uh, a lot of our classes were just, like, workshops, which means you pass around your stories to everybody in your class, and they give feedback. Yeah. When I moved to the city, I, like, joined a... a workshop that we met in a bar every Wednesday and it was the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except it was free. We just kind of organized it. It's crazy. Yeah. I
0: think yeah, I, th- I really think more things like that can happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you think about on the internet, think about websites like Kickstarter, Airbnb, like I mean, Airbnb is a great example. Airbnb? Uh, yeah, it's a great website. Oh, I got to check it out. So basically, you go to the website and you can, rather than staying at like the Standard or another great hotel or any hotel, you could just go on Airbnb and people rent out their apartments.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember um, the site. Okay. But,
0: but the, the interesting thing behind Airbnb is like no one would have ever thought about putting their apartment up for rent on the <laughs> internet and making money on the side. And when they introduced that concept, they got a lot of people to start thinking about like, wow, you know, let me take beautiful pictures of my room and my mm-hmm. apartment, and you know, I'll get reviews for all the past. You know, I'll, you know, for the people that even come, I'll show them around my neighborhood. Like you know, Airbnb, what they did, and Kickstarter is very similar. They kind of planted that seed in your head. And Kickstarter allowed any creative professional or individual or team or organization to essentially put an idea up and get funding for it. And if you think about Skillshare, I think it's very, very similar. Like yeah. People aren't really walking down the street thinking about like, oh, what are all the interesting things I want to learn, or you know, what can I teach? Mm-hmm. Um, but when we started, you know, the f- initial feedback because a lot of people are starting to think about that, and hopefully they'll they'll offer classes on interesting knowledge and skills that they can share with other people.
1: I love how diverse um, the the classes are on Skillshare. Like you're teaching one on how to how to do a startup, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm teaching one on food dumplings, which is my favorite thing ever. And uh, there's, like, jewelry making. There's, like, crafts. There's, there's just kind of, like, the art of the approach. There's, like, dating classes. You know, everything. It's, it's so cool. And everybody is pretty specialized in their field. And they're selling. They're definitely selling out.
0: Yeah, that's like, that, yeah, that was the... Uh,
1: and the, with, n- with the new... Like, the, you guys didn't, like, really even establish yourself you just no. launched and people were like okay
0: it, it was funny because three weeks ago we we're sitting in a room we we're like man is anyone going to use this uh-huh. like are people going to even come to our site are people going to buy tickets to by the way classes? thank
1: you so much i for like stepping away from this crazy startup week no, like, no, to fine. be on the show i'm sure that was crazy so i know my class sold out in a day that was i think your,
0: your class sold out in a couple of hours it sold out in the first day
1: was that was my class the first class to sell out on skillshare
0: Um, I don't remember, but we could say it was. (laughs) Okay,
1: that's crazy. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, because I've done this before at you know culinary, um, I don't know, cooking cookware stores, Whole Foods Market. I've taught these things, and they have a lot of cooking classes. They fill the calendar with all these Mm -hmm. things. But I think that the modern, I don't know. I think that people my age and I can definitely relate with this. I like going and seeing a calendar of all different topics of classes yeah not just food 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 food
0: yeah cool. I mean I think if you I think the question that stumps a lot of people is, you know what do you want to learn <laughs> I mean if you asked me that question right now I couldn't really give you an answer because I mean yeah. we're all human Show beings and we're you, all curious yeah. I think the reason Skillshare is working so far is because it spans a very various topics and You'll go to the site and just kind of browse around, or you'll get a link from a friend. Like this uh-huh. is really cool.
1: You might even not. You might not even know what you want to learn. Exactly. But then you
0: might come across something like this is really cool. That's never like
1: what happens when I shop at Etsy. I didn't know that I wanted exactly. these knitted head Yeah. Gear. I, think
0: that, I think there was a quote on Twitter that like sums it up perfectly. They said, like Skillshare was a drug, a very addictive <laughs> drug for curious people. It's oh. like people that are just buying tickets yeah. for random things that they never would have thought they would. have.
1: Isn't there something called, like, Education Addicts or something? Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know
0: if that's... Yeah, hopefully we could turn everyone into an addict.
1: I can't wait to see how the classes go. Um, have, have you... Has any st- ha- happened yet, or is that all happening this week? We
0: had our first one last week. Okay. Um, it was the one class on how to travel around the world before you're 65. So these two, two, two travelers from New York quit their jobs, saved a bunch of money, and just literally travel around the world for six months.
1: I think that's like the perfect first class yeah. for you guys. It's that like, class sold out. First of all, I I you know left my job, and now I'm teaching a class about how to be a slacker and <laughs> travel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess yeah, it, it, it was a good class. I didn't go to it, go to that one, but the the feedback was just really positive. Cool. Um, I mean, like if you're thinking about well, a I'm pretty sure a lot of people that went to the class never thought about traveling around the world. Mm-hmm. and B the ones. That did show up. Probably all want to quit their jobs now. But,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, for I think the class was like twenty bucks, and all of it was donated charity, some sustainable travel, nonprofit. Um, but if you're thinking about blowing, spending five, ten, twenty-five thousand dollars, like spending twenty-five dollars to hear from two people that did it for like two hours, a, yeah, well, for two hours, such a small investment. I think they ended up raising twelve hundred dollars for the nonprofit.
1: Oh, that's great. Uh, by
0: then, by the end of the. So it was really good. So
1: the class was $25 and then they, they filled it up? and Yeah, they filled it? it
0: up and they partnered with, I mean they put a lot of work into it so mm-hmm. they're far in okay. the extreme. Um, they partnered with another organization um, that matched whatever the, whatever tickets they mm-hmm. sold. So I think they sold like $600 worth of tickets and the other company matched it so they ended up donating
1: 1200 Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I'm very curious to see how how Skillshare will uh, do with food cooking classes because
0: I, th- I, th- I think the so the three the three categories we wanted to focus on for the launch was technology startup business how to start, you know be an entrepreneurial or be an entrepreneur. It's like food and dining was the second one, and the third one was kind of like the Etsy arts and crafts fashion uh-huh. area. Um, but the food, most of the the almost all of the food related classes have been selling out yeah i don't know why but i guess people want to learn how to cook
1: cook. and it was cheap you you know the the teacher decides i i I can't even tell you how how cool and how excited i am about this because um I, i i don't know it's just it seems like a new a new thing i mean before culinary classes used to be only at Schools and it would be very, very expensive. Yes,
0: very, very expensive. I mean, we're talking thousands, right? And it
1: doesn't have to be like that at all.
0: It doesn't, because, I mean, I think a lot of people that are teachers and students just get, they look at Skillshare and they get so many different things out of it. I think one is, you know... The the most obvious one is it's a pure marketplace. So as a teacher, you can set your own price. So right. for for example, your class sold out in the first couple hours. Maybe you're, you're like, maybe I should do another one. And maybe I should I like, more, maybe yeah, I could charge more for uh, the next one.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, dumplings. It's a skill. It really is a yeah. skill. And I'm teaching some people that I didn't. I don't have a degree in making dumplings. I just no. did it my whole life. Yeah. So it, it's a learned skill.
0: Yeah. And the, the other thing that's interesting too is like by the time. If we, if we look at food, you know what's happening within the food, you know trends or technology today. By the time it actually hits a it hits a school, it's so outdated. Right, I and mean, you could really say that for like a technology.
1: That's you could, true. Like, you yeah, NYU you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: maybe like some school that teaches you like maybe mobile. Like one
1: software thing. Yeah. yeah. By the
0: time it gets approved and goes through the curriculum and gets into the school, it's so outdated.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so true.
0: Um, so the idea it's like whatever's happening right now, you could teach a class on that and learn the skills that are really relevant and applicable to what you need to get done today versus down the road. Wow. Um, I
1: would like to take a class in how to edit video.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that changes all the time. I don't even know where to start. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, Jack here has picked out a song, and we'll be right
2: back. Scales. 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 Point like we vital, spit flows, flip shows, peep the recital. Skills, now nah, you feel it when we drop those hot, stop foes, killing shit. We got those skills. It's the music that the street loves, you stuff. Is now reppin' this with deep love. Skills, gangstar, dueling again, ruling again. Watch as we do it again. It's the, the true living with a youthful vengeance. And I'ma judge Baptist, your ass give you a crucial sentence. You need at least 12 jewels to practice. You're too enthusiastic, male, goopy bastard. Still trying to convince us some more. pretending you. Broad. that's what you need a minister for again it's the law got you up against the wall we the Fuck it, then it's us against y'all Mike skills tight drills like i'm michael jill like when he rifle the pill it's how i stay for the ill slide off kid and let a grown man finesse it we bold and impressive that'll i manifest shit some new product from a known team niggas know me, and you can bet they know green so here we go for your stereo And you can tell that it's real When you hear me go, hear me go Skills Hop, rank, point blank, we vital spit flow, slip shows, peak the recital Skills Now, you feel it when we drop those hot stop folks
3: killing shit we got the following is a public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Tune in to The Speakeasy every Wednesday at 3 p.m., where host Damon Bolte will discuss cocktails, spirits, wine, beer, tea, coffee, and all things in the liquid universe, with guests ranging from bartenders and brewers, alchemists and ambassadors, roasters and regulars, and Every expert and enthusiast in between. Learn from some of the world's leading experts in mixology, bar history, distillation, and brewing about how we enjoy imbibing today. Again, that's every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Heritage Radio Network.
1: All right, we're back on Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Roy, and we've got Michael Prana something from Skillshare.com. Um, Who, by the way, so Michael graduated college and basically hit the ground running starting up companies after company um, and working on other ones. But uh, I just realized that he started this feast dinner um, a year or so ago and that I made a lot of duck for, so that was fun.
0: Yeah, the feast was one of the first projects that I started with one of my friends called Jerry Chow. And the idea was, uh, it was basically an event. Because we wanted to go to the TED conference, and we couldn't afford it. So we decided to do one in New York. So it was an event around gathering people that wanted to make the world a better place. So every year was a conference. And then last year, um, we decided to host, host like a real feast. Feast.
1: That was dinner. really cool. There was a lot of different yeah. people making feasts. Uh, my friend Mike Lee and so forth and so forth.
0: Yeah, we spent a lot of time organizing. I think around two to 300 people came to the dinner it had everything from local chefs and produce and drinks and
1: That was fun. It was Definitely a fun, day. fun. Um so you're a huge foodie, basically. Huge, yes. Huge. Which is why food was one of the first things. Yeah. I I love that. You're like, um, we're focusing on tech, food. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how does that work? okay. Um do you have a food blog that you heard? I don't have a food no? blog, okay. but I
0: take a lot of food pictures.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Yeah, I I would say yeah, a huge foodie, so it was, it was really fun and interesting to focus on that for our initial set of classes because we just reached out to a lot of people that we wanted to meet anyways and just asked them to teach a class that we would probably take anyways. Nice. So it was like a win-win-win all around.
1: What if I were to teach a class on how to make the best date date meal ever?
0: Oh, I would definitely take that class. Yeah? Okay. So it would be like a meal for two people?
1: Yeah, a meal, home-cooked. What? Yeah. So what would you suggest i mean what would your dream date meal be on this menu
0: oh man so i don't know see i'm not see i'm a huge foodie but i'm not really good cook that right makes sense.
1: so you the so. hen's going to Bauhaus every day you said
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm the type of person that would probably order Steam food and bum. put it on a plate <laughs> and make it look like i cooked it okay um, what would, would it be i would say for some for a date for two i think something simple um. Not too heavy. I don't know. Salad. Salad. That doesn't sound too fun, though.
1: That's a romantic day meal. Salad?
0: No? no. Maybe to start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what would you suggest?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of creating a poll because I asked this to every guest on the show.
0: Oh, yeah. Would be a good date. Meal?
1: Yeah, your dream ideal meal.
0: Huh? I don't know. I would say. See, I would. I would find out. Well, a I would figure out what the girl liked. Okay. And then create a, create a meal around that.
1: Okay, so it all depends on the person. Yeah. You're like, I eat anything, so it's all. Yeah. If she said she eats
0: anything, then I would be back to square one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she likes certain certain dishes or certain places. I would just keep digging until I find out found something to work with, and then I would build a menu around that.
1: Okay. Is there anything that you're like really super good at making?
0: Um. Not really. I would say just the basic stuff, which is a class I think I really want to take. It's like basic Hannah? stuff that you can make in your kitchen. <laughs> what
1: is basic? I don't Spaghetti? know, just
0: quick stuff. I'm I'm talking you know, I'm I'm just learning how to like cut vegetables and you know. Okay. And like I'm what ju- seasonings to use and how uh-huh. to heat up. I mean I'm very one on one, like if I went to culinary school, I would be in the one-on-one class, okay. like the introduction to cooking.
1: Okay. I don't think you need to know how to cut in order to to cook. You just kind of figure it out as you as you're doing stuff. Yeah. But maybe I should think about a class like that. We'll see. Coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the other food classes you have, one of them is uh, a trip to Bauhaus or what Eddie Huang's class. What's that all about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I met Eddie because I used to go ether every week, and then my friends finally introduced me to him, and then, um, you know, when we are launching Skillshare, I thought he'd be a great person to teach a class, so rather, I mean, the initial idea was, you know, maybe you could teach people how to make bowels, and he's like, I can't, you know, because I cook all day, I don't want to, like, you know,
1: he teach. said that, I can't teach you, maybe no, no, it's a No, no, he was like,
0: maybe it was a secret, and he said it in a nice way, he's like, I want to do something different, because I'm cooking all day, and he decided to do a Chinatown tour, um, so he's going to... Start at Bauhaus, I think, or end at Bauhaus. One of the three. But he's gonna take you to three Chinese restaurants that he likes a lot. Mm-hmm. Kind of give you a tour. Order order for you. Um, give you the history behind all the food you're in, What ingredients are in there? Maybe even tell you how to make. You know, share how to make it.
1: Like, okay. Really cool. Quickly,
0: and then he's doing a wine pairing with that as well. Um, cool. So each place, you know, so that, it's sort that, of a guide. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a guide. I mean,
1: but with wine and Chinese food, that doesn't make I mean, sense. It's, it's Eddie.
0: <laughs> It's either that or four loco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think. I think he, chef. Yeah. he's a very untraditional chef, and I think. Um, but but I thought it was really interesting because you know just kind of redefining like what you think a classroom is. Because you know? yeah. he has so much knowledge about Chinese and Taiwanese food. I mean, in plus he has like a nice little following. People want to you know learn from him. Like it doesn't have to be in a kitchen. It could be through a tour could be anywhere and i think what he's doing is really interesting so and looking it doesn't forward to that have class. to be
1: sponsored by a big institution of any sort no or, yeah
0: no and i think that's something he'll probably do every every two months or every three months just for fun and um and we'll see you know where that evolves
1: do you have any other chefs that you're looking to kind of woo for, to host classes
0: no but there's a, there's a an, another one that's interesting that's on Skillshare's. Um, There's, like, an underground dining club in New York. I think they call it, like, a part-time restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just kind of doing, rather than a meal for two, they're doing, like, how do you, you know, you could teach you how to do meal for 12.
1: Mm. So if you're
0: thinking of hosting a dinner at your apartment or wherever, you know, they've done so many meals for big groups. They know how to reuse certain ingredients. They know how, you know, what to buy, where to get it, and how to keep it under a very reasonable budget. But if I had to, I would say... I mean, I'm not I'm not the the foodie that goes at, the, like, the five-star restaurants. I'm very, like, mm-hmm. I just like good food. Mm-hmm. And I think right now I love, I mean, this is top of mind because I went to there this weekend, but I think the food at the Redhead is amazing. The Redhead? Well, if you've been there, it's really uh, good. It's on 13th and 1st.
1: Okay. And 13th. the chef is, like,
0: has this, she used, I think she's from New Orleans, so there's, like, a very New Orleans oh, cool. style to it. And you know, their fried chicken and hamburger cheeseburger there is amazing. I don't know what she puts in it, but there's some type of seasoning or some way she cooks it. Maybe mm. it's a stick of butter because I think all f- dishes from New Orleans start with a stick <laughs> of butter. It's good. I lo- love to learn from her. I, I I don't know. I love the meatball shop. Like, mm-hmm. just I think it'd just be fun to make meatballs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I think that's great. Yeah,
1: um, that would be fun too. And these classes could be anywhere. Like, it could be in their kitchen if they wanted to. Yeah, and they just hold their, the yeah, class.
0: It could be in their kitchen. I think. One of the interesting things that we haven't really tapped into yet is a, a lot of restaurants and bars in any city. Um, they always have downtime, so right. like, I don't know. Monday at four p.m. they could or five, whatever. Right. They could just teach a class if they and, wanted. And to. And
1: sometimes restaurants have like done classes or events where they they would sell the tickets. But this is a place where if people can browse through a whole list of of yeah. things and 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 sell the tickets through there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, I mean, get ready. I can see this happening. Really I hope so.
0: <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it's it's too early to tell, I think. The the support we got from the New York community has just been so tremendous and everyone's been so supportive. So, as long as you know, we keep making, you know, and building a product for them and right. continue to make it better, I think Good things will happen. And
1: I want to know how to build a product. i got to come to one of your classes sometimes.
0: I am, I'm teaching a class on Wednesday. Okay. It's sold out though, right? I, I, I released some more tickets. Oh, okay. So,
1: so how did, when did you start um, thinking about Skillshare and how long did it take to, to bring it into life?
0: Uh, I've thought of about Skill for a very, very long time. Um and bring it to life, It's it's been a very long process. Right. I th- I you think had
1: to design the website. You had to yeah, get staff.
0: I mean, it's even the stuff's before that. Do you have an was, office? We have an office right behind Lasky. You have um, an LLC? Yes, we're, we're incorporating Delaware. But, I mean, I would say it was years in the making to wow. get to the point of, of actually launching it. I think in the early days, I didn't think I was ready. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I wasn't confident in the idea it was just kind of one of those things you just thought about all the time wow um, and then like I mean it's just such a long process It's <laughs> any creative personal note, know it's coming up the name yeah. and then designing it and then branding it and then you like hate it and then it <laughs> sits there for a little bit and oh, you're no. like I love it you know it's just and then going from there formulating the business idea like how it makes money is it something I that's mean that's the
1: bewildering the, part for yeah, me yeah
0: I think the longest part of the process was the personal commitment like, is this something I want to work on for the next five to ten years of my life? And I think that is what Tuck the Lung has, is. Okay. Convincing myself that this was a great opportunity. This is something I could commit a very long time to. And then just pursuing it without...
1: Without stopping. Without
0: stopping and getting distracted by like... Other oh, ton, Yeah, tons of other ideas that just pop up all the time. That's
1: so true. You just have to like make a decision and to go for it. And
0: It's really hard. I think... You know, if you look at your life, you know, you go to high school, if you want, you go to college, and if you want, you go to grad school, and then when you're done, everything prior to that point was like four-year sprint, you know, 4 years mm-hmm. commitment to your commitments. So now you're like, okay, you're kind of paralyzed. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's really hard to put a stake in the ground and be like, okay, that's what I'm working towards.
1: And, and we're all commitment-phobes at yeah. that age, yeah, I think in everyone, more ways I, than one. I think
0: everyone <laughs> in New York is a, a commitment-phobe for all yeah. things.
1: Because there's so many other things you could do.
0: Yeah, I, th- I remember I read this. Time. Yeah, I, I think I read this article that said people get married earlier in smaller towns because the the pool is so much smaller, and then people don't get married in big cities because if you meet someone, let's say the first person you date when you're young, you're like, "There's no way this person is perfect for me," mm-hmm. because you think about the All other, the other fish eight million we'll people that you could probably go date, to, you know, to, to date, and. Yeah, that's very tangential. Yeah, I don't but, know anything about that. Yeah, that's very tangential. It's nothing
1: to do with this. No, it's it's true. It's true. It's it's the same way. You have to make a, a relationship with your company and love it yeah. really.
0: <laughs> and it's hard to make that commitment. So yeah answer so, your question, it's, it, was, it was a long time in the making.
1: So congratulations on your marriage to Skillshare. Yeah. Hopefully it'll, <laughs> Very happy for hopefully you guys. Hopefully it'll
0: still be here <laughs> in the next couple of years.
1: I think that it's going to, th- I think it's tremendous. And I can't thank you enough for asking me to host a class. I'll yeah, have to thank, do thank you
0: for having me on, on the show today. It was, it was a great experience.
1: Excellent. So really great to, to meet. And I'd like to thank Jack and everybody at Heritage. We'll see you next week on Let's Eat In.
3: Whole Foods Market celebrates Earth Month with the Do Something Real Film Festival, a collection of six provocative character-driven films focused on food, environmental issues, and everyday people with a greater vision. Come see one of the six features at City Cinema's Village East from Saturday, April 16th through Thursday, April 21st, every night at 6 p.m. Learn more about the films and special events at www.dosomethingreal.com. That's www.dosomethingreel.com Sponsored by Whole Foods Market. In 2010, EscapeMaker.com won an Emmy Award for their Agritourism Webisode. So this year they thought, why not bring Agritourism and Green Getaway ideas right to you? Come to the Green Getaway's local food and travel expo on April 30th at One Hanson Place, home of the Brooklyn Flea and former Williamsburg Savings Bank. Presented by Amtrak, Zipcar, and I Love New York, the carbon-free event will be a day filled with food, prizes, workshops, and kids' activities. Over 50 getaway destinations, from counties to local farms and bed and breakfasts within a day's drive or train ride of New York City, will be exhibiting on the main floor and in the huge bank vault downstairs. See what's hot in sustainable travel and receive special show-only discounts. Grow NYC will be doing workshops on the green market, and Appalachian Mountain Club will offer workshops on adventure bicycling and hiking via mass transit. EscapeMaker.com will be giving away over 50 getaway prizes, ranging from zipline adventure passes to an overnight stay at Mohonk Mountain House. Travel greener, eat local, come to the expo on April 30th. Get your tickets now at www.escapemaker.com. The following message has been brought to you by Fairway Market. What's the buzz about honey? Well, those busy little bees are up to something, and it is delicious. The Fairway label honey is superb. Fairway only hires worker bees that are the best at what they do. This makes for a great-tasting, high-quality honey at an amazing value with the Fairway stamp of approval. And on top of being delicious, honey is a great substitute for other sweeteners and can even benefit your health. This includes better energy, respiratory improvements, and balanced blood sugar levels. It's a no-brainer. Get your Fairway honey today.